Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the All or Something podcast. I'm your host, Leanna Lease, a certified personal trainer and online coach, ready to dive into all things health, fitness, and wellness, breaking down the all or nothing way of thinking that holds so many of us back. Today's episode is all about tackling gym anxiety or gym intimidation, if you will. And I imagine that this is going to be most helpful for those who are a little bit newer to the gym or just starting out. But if you are an experienced lifter and you still feel a little bit of this gym anxiety or gym intimidation from time to time, I'm here to let you know that me too. I've been lifting for almost 10 years now and I still have some days where It just is extra tough to get there. I'm feeling extra self-conscious. So I'm going to be talking some strategies for geared towards more of the newbies coming to the gym, but also a couple of tips that I've employed to help get me through those days too. Gym intimidation, as it's been coined, affects a lot of people. I was reading some really crazy statistics and it seems like about half of people in the United States struggle with anxiety or self-consciousness or insecurities when it comes to going to the gym. And it makes a lot of sense to me, first of all, because the gym has not been historically known for being the most welcoming or friendly space. It has typically been a very cis, heterosexual, man-dominated space. That alone can be a little bit intimidating, but hopefully by the end of this episode, we have some strategies and tools that we can add to our toolbox to uh, feel a little bit more comfortable and do what we're there to do. I do think that the landscape of gyms in general and the fitness industry is changing little by little by little, but The hope here is that eventually we create spaces that are incredibly inclusive and diverse and open to everybody. As somebody that has been very familiar with all sorts of feelings of anxiety for the better part of my 25 years here on earth, um, this is a topic that's very close to my heart. And I work with a lot of people that are brand new beginners to the gym. And these are some of my favorite types of clients to work with because once we can break down some of these initial barriers, the power and the confidence that comes from being able to step into this space that was once so overwhelming and feel really, really confident and really capable. That is one of the most meaningful transformations that I could ever hope to walk alongside someone through. Some reasons that I see often for the onset of some gym related anxieties include just being in a brand new environment and needing to develop a brand new skill set. There is this whole kind of culture and etiquette and performance aspect that comes with the gym. The good news is these are skills and skills can be learned and developed and nurtured and mastered. So it just takes a little bit of time, just takes some repetitions. It just takes showing up again and again and again. I also see that people feel really self-conscious at the gym, afraid of judgment from others, whether that is because of 
the movements that they're performing, the form that they're using, or the way that they look. It's hard sometimes to walk into a space where there's just mirrors on every wall and you look around and you instantly start comparing yourself to others. And we're going to talk about a few strategies when it comes to dealing with that kind of gym anxiety as well. If you're brand new to the gym and you are just looking into getting started, I really recommend if it's possible for you to try out a couple of different gyms before signing up. Go into these gyms, talk to the people that work there, ask for a tour, scope out the space and compare your findings, right? Different gyms will attract different demographics a lot of the time and the people that are there can have a really huge impact on the overall atmosphere and the vibe of the gym. So maybe there's one that you like more than another. A lot of times gyms will give you some type of free trial to see if it's the right fit for you, whether that's like a day trial or a week trial or even just purchasing a single day pass to really see if they have the equipment that you're looking for, if it's the right vibe for you and all of that good stuff. So I definitely recommend taking advantage of definitely the tour. Let them show you around and walk you through the facility so you can get an idea of where everything is that you will need. The cardio section, the weights, where is the locker room? Do I need to bring my own lock? What's the situation here? And when you sit down to, you know, think about your gym routine and your schedule, maybe there are a few different times and days in your in your schedule that you will have available to go to the gym. I know this isn't super realistic for everybody. We're busy, we have jobs. But if there are any kind of variations in days and times that you can try to go to the gym and see if maybe one time is less crowded than another, when one day is less busy than another. And if we're feeling really, really anxious, sometimes picking a time where there will be less people can help combat that. And I also want to say, if you're brand new to the scene, brand new to lifting, brand new to the gym, congratulations for making that decision, for taking that first step. It's often the hardest. Next tip, bring a friend. If I'm going to a new space, if I'm going to a new workout class, a new studio, nine times out of 10, I'm feeling anxious about it. And I'm going to drag along someone that I love to go through the process with me. I feel like just having someone there to bounce ideas off of, to laugh together at your mistakes, to, um, To just be there for some moral support can make the entire experience a lot less daunting and a lot more fun. Even if you end up doing your own things separately, just knowing that there is someone there that you can go to, talk to, and count on can make a really big difference. I also really encourage you to ask questions if you're not sure about something. If you're not sure how to set a machine up properly or where a certain piece of equipment is, Um, ask someone, find someone else in the gym, maybe another gal that looks kind of friendly and ask her or at the very least somebody who works at the gym, whether that's at the front desk or wherever, they will know the answer to your question. And if they don't, they will help you figure it out. There aren't really any dumb questions when it comes to things like this, because Whenever you go to different gyms, the equipment is always different. The layout is always a little bit different and the machines can be different brands. So the setup looks different. So I, again, have been 
professionally training people for many years and I still sometimes walk into a new fitness space and I'm like, what the heck am I looking at? How can I adjust this? I'm very confused. So save yourself some time, save yourself some struggle and ask, ask someone for a little bit of help. This next tip again, probably won't be super um, feasible for every single person. I know that uh, it can be a huge financial commitment, but man, if I would have known or had the resources to hire a personal trainer when I first started lifting, I think that would have changed the game and saved me so much grief. I've worked with many clients before that aren't looking for a long-term trainer relationship type of deal, but we're looking for just a few sessions, maybe a month's worth of sessions to have that person there, get eyes on your form and make sure that you're able to perform different exercises safely. When there's someone there to guide you through the workout, lead you through this space, show you how to set up the machines and how to use them, how certain movements are supposed to look, even if it's just for a handful of sessions as you're getting started, this can help you feel a lot more comfortable in the gym. I wish I could say that every trainer is a great trainer, but sadly that is not the case. So if you are looking to go this route, vet your trainer or your potential trainer. If you have the opportunity to speak with any of their clients um, from the past or currently, I would say that's a really good way to gauge what kind of trainer they are and if they're the right fit for you. Definitely have a conversation with them, talk to them about their experience and kind of their mission and their style of training. And um, from there, you want to be able to really build a foundation of trust. Just like when you're hiring anyone to do anything else for you, you just want to make sure that they know what they're doing and that they're looking out for you. Okay, after this stage, now we have the gym membership and we're ready to get into the actual working out, but we're feeling a little bit anxious when the day comes. Now what? First piece of advice, make sure that you're super comfortable. Put on an outfit that you feel really comfy and confident in. This could be the cutest little crop top matching set situation. This could be baggy t-shirt and sweats. Just something that you know you will feel, again, comfortable and confident in. Really great tip that I've seen several clients employ. Um, Create a little menu of exercises that you feel just really good about performing. You know what they're supposed to look like. They feel good to you. You feel confident in them. Make a little kind of list, a little bank to keep on deck so that when you are trying to plan your workout out, you can just pull exercises from this list and know that they're things that you can do well. Once we have that little menu and we create that plan, we're going to review the plan before we go. Having a plan before you go is going to save you so much time and also help combat the anxiety. It's one less thing that you have to worry about. You're prepared. You know exactly what you need to do before you get there. And you'll have the time and the resources at home to maybe check out some demo videos, maybe practice the movement by yourself in a mirror or take a video of it just so you know, uh, have a better idea of what it's supposed to look like and what you look like performing it. If you're still getting to the gym and you're feeling really, really nervous, stick to the things that are most familiar to you. That could mean you post up on the treadmill for 20 minutes the first few weeks and that's all you do. Great. You're starting the habit of getting to the gym and showing up for yourself. And oftentimes the cardio sections are in a really great or a central location where you can kind of scope out the rest of the gym. 
I often hop onto the treadmill for a quick like five minute warm up before I start my lift. And while I'm doing that, I can check over the plan that I already created and I can sort of outline my path for when I'm done with my treadmill warm up. I know exactly where I'm going to go. I can rearrange some things so that it makes more sense if I need but I have that extra preparation of, okay, after I get off the treadmill, I'm going to go over to this open area. I'm going to do my dynamic stretches. And then right behind that, there's the dumbbells. And that's where I'm going to head next. Cardio machines, dumbbell exercises, or body weight exercises can be a really fantastic place to either start or come back to for on the days where maybe you are usually comfortable in the gym. It's just this one day we're feeling a little self-conscious. Um, I, on those days, because they happen to me too, I will pull a mat into a corner or a little workout room and I will just post up there for my entire workout. This means I am moving around the gym a lot less. I am interacting with people a lot less. I don't feel like I am so exposed out in the open. People are watching me. I'm just in my little corner doing my little thing. So having a couple of workouts or a few exercises that you know you can perform just in one place with a couple of dumbbells, a couple of bands, or just body weight, having those ready to go and fall back on for the days when you might need it can be a real lifesaver. Speaking of, I have like a little plug here. I am offering a dumbbell only workout plan for the listeners of this podcast. I will have more details at the end of the episode and in the show notes, but I got you. The biggest thing that I will stress here again and again and again is that it just takes practice. It just takes that continuous action of showing up. So creating that habit and making sure even on the days where maybe we're not going to be on the weight floor pumping some iron, okay, maybe we are just going to sit on a treadmill or a stationary bike for 15 to 20 minutes before going home. At least you're building that habit up, creating that momentum that is going to carry you through. I've got two more little strategies. And then I'm going to end with some extra tips for newbies to the gym. So these last two strategies are ones that I implement quite frequently whenever I need them. Number one, switch your workout up. It's okay. Is it the most optimal thing in the world to switch your workout every time you go to the gym? No, it really isn't. We get better by doing the same things over and over and progressing them. But something is better than nothing. And if there is something that you'll enjoy doing and it'll make it more likely that you get there and you get some type of movement done, why not, right? Um, and the second strategy, go and do one thing. Do 10 minutes. Give me 10% of your workout and see how you feel after that. There are many, many days where I don't have motivation because it is fleeting. But in an effort to keep up the habit and make it more of an autopilot type of thing, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do 10 minutes. Maybe I just it's one of those days I'm feeling really self-conscious and I don't want to be there. I'm feeling uncomfortable in my body. I'm still going to go. I'm going to do all the other things I talked about, put on something really comfortable, show up with a plan, and I'm going to start the workout. And after I do one exercise, after I do 10 to 15 minutes, if I still want to go home, I let myself go home and spend that time doing something that will support me better in that moment. 
But more often than not, I finish that 15 minutes, I finish that one exercise, a few sets, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm already here. I might as well finish. This isn't that bad. And sometimes it even helps me feel a lot better by the end of it. But having that open flexibility of I don't have to sit here and commit to, you know, an hour of workout. I have the freedom to let myself go home. I give myself that permission. It can be really freeing and make it a little bit easier to get there. If it's, you know, increasingly uncomfortable or a bad experience, I can go home. And last but not least, I'm going to run through a semi-short list of tips that I would give anybody who's newer to the gym. Number one, always re-rack your weights. When you're done with them, clean off your equipment, put stuff back where you found it. Number one rule, please. There are so many people that um, are very seasoned, seasoned lifters that don't do this and nothing grinds my gears more. This is a shared community space. So we're all going to do our part. It helps other people know when a machine is open or equipment isn't being used. And it's also just courteous. It's part of the workout. Re-rack your weights. Number two, we're going to start really nice and light. We're going to start slow and we're going to work our way up little by little. There is nothing worse than overshooting your first workout back to the gym or your first workout in the gym and then being so sore for the next two weeks that you can't move, can't walk down the stairs, can't sit on the toilet without, you know, bracing yourself the entire way down. This is not necessarily the goal, okay? We have whole lives to live that are outside of the gym and soreness isn't always a great indicator of a good workout, but it is an indicator that we did something different. So it doesn't mean that there was quality there. It just means there was novelty and um, we wanna make sure that we can continue the momentum of building this new habit so that we can come back in a few days and do some more work. So start slow work your way up little by little. We're going to prevent injury. We're going to promote adherence here. Number three, be aware of your surroundings. We're not going to stand right in front of the whole dumbbell rack to do an exercise. We're not going to block other equipment or machines. Um, this again is just politeness. It's just courtesy. Not everybody does it, but if everybody did, the gym would be a much better place. Number four, don't be afraid to communicate with people. Don't be afraid to ask them how many sets they have left or if they're using a certain machine. You don't even have to use your words most of the time. You can just like point at a machine near somebody and like raise your eyebrows and they'll usually get the idea and tell you either it's all yours or they have two more sets or something like that. But don't be afraid to talk to these people. My next tip is to eat something before you go to the gym. This is huge. Nobody wants to pass out or feel dizzy or lightheaded in the gym and you can't get very far on an empty tank. So whether that is a full whole meal that you're having a couple of hours before the gym or or a quick little snack like 30 minutes before the gym, something light, something that is mostly carbs that is going to digest really easily for you to use that energy than in the gym. If we can fuel ourselves a little bit better and get more out of our workout, why not, right? And last but not least, take your rest days. It can be so easy when we're starting a new plan or we have a new goal and we're feeling so motivated and excited and we just want to go, go, go. We don't get bigger, stronger muscles solely by the damage that we do to them in the gym through lifting, right? We're creating just damage to this tissue. We get stronger and bigger muscles when we allow time for them to recover and repair and grow. 
take your rest days. They are super important, just as important as the time we actually spend in the gym, I would argue. That is all I have for today's episode. Um, Again, I do have that dumbbell only So that is all I had for today's episode. Like I mentioned before, I am offering a free dumbbell only workout plan to the listeners of this podcast. There will be a link to sign up in the show notes. It'll also get you on my email list where I send out just a couple of emails every couple of months. And included in that plan are some workouts with form cues and demos of all the exercises. I just really wanted to provide a resource for you and you will be able to to either use each workout as, you know, a rainy day backup option or run it as a whole and total program. So if you're interested in that, again, sign up link will be in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at the soul method, soul spelled S-E-O-U-L, just like the city. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found something useful in it. And if you did, I'd really appreciate it if you would consider leaving me a five-star rating and or review. It really helps the show out and lets me know what you're interested in hearing on this podcast. I will be back in a couple of weeks to talk all things diet culture, and I hope that you'll join me. Podcast episodes release every other Thursday at 10 a.m. PST, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I'll talk to you soon.